Welcome to Treasures of Truth, a daily broadcast from Monday through Friday, where we encourage you to come and study the Bible with us. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and your host is Pastor Rick DeMichael. This week, we're airing a message entitled, It's Gonna Be Alright, and in this week's message, we will be reminded of a very encouraging and timely truth for the Christian, that no matter what you may be going through, it's gonna be alright. The preacher points out some wonderful biblical truths this week concerning our present and eternal position in the Lord Jesus Christ. A lot of this life has to do with navigating difficulties and troubles, but thanks be to God that the Christian has promises from the Lord that will help see us through. And we pray that today's message will be a blessing to you. And if you would like to hear today's message again, or other messages by Pastor DeMichael, please feel free to stay tuned until the end of today's program for more information. And now your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael. Christian, if you're having to suffer with Christ or for Christ, uh, he is bestowing upon you an honor. You know the early church, you read church history. You read stuff like Fox's Book of Martyrs. You read church history. Those early Christians considered it an honor to be martyred for Christ. Now look, I, I'm, not, I'm not, you know, trying to get people to sign up for... Uh, for getting killed or something like that. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not about that, but I'm just simply saying, if we're allowed to suffer for Christ, he's bestowing an honor upon us. Because he says here that we may be also glorified together. Look at verse 18. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. In the big picture, suffering is so transient. It's so temporary. Because he says here in verse 18, the sufferings of this present time aren't even worthy to be compared. Now you say, well, I'm not suffering for Christ per se. I'm not in a jail cell like Richard Warmbrine had to go to a jail cell or those people in Fox's Book of Martyrs. But I do have suffering in my life, all right? You know what? If you have suffering in your life and, and you, you, you take it as a Christian and and you're, you're glorifying God and all of it. And, and I don't, again, I don't mean you're doing cartwheels, but you know, you're not coming apart. You're doing it as unto the Lord. You're still giving God glory. You've still got faith. You haven't turned your back on the Lord. You know what that is? That's a testimony for him, and, and you're making it about him, and I believe there's a reward in that. You do what you want with it. I believe there's a reward in that. I read an article one time. They were interviewing Johnny Erickson, and... Uh, most of you know about her. When she was a youngster, she dove off of a, uh, the diving board and hit her head in the pool somewhere and ended up paralyzed from her neck down. And she's got this ministry, Johnny and Friends, and she, she, she's a blessing to a lot of people that are in a rough way that way. And, and I was reading this article, and, and not only her paralysis, and I didn't realize it, but, but people that have total paralysis like that are a lot of times claustrophobic, especially in the dark. And I can appreciate that because I'm, I'm kind of claustrophobic myself. And she was talking about that, and they were asking her questions about those things. But at the very same time, she was going through uh, cancer treatments. She was, uh, she was taking chemo for cancer treatments. I believe it was breast cancer. And then she was also suffering from cluster headaches. Now, folks, I've read about cluster headaches, and they're awful. And she's got all this stuff going on. And, and um, the person interviewing her said, how is it that you seem to be able to keep a cheerful countenance all the time when you have all this stuff going on? And, 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 and believe me, folks, her life is not simple. 
You see her sitting there smiling in that wheelchair. She just doesn't get up in the morning like that. There's a lot that goes into that. And and there's a couple of things she said that really struck me. She said, well, she said, most mornings I don't have a smile for anybody. She said, but I pray and and I ask God, God, would you give me a smile to give to everybody else? That's simple, but I like that. That's good. Some of you here this morning could use that. I mean, instead of, instead of walking around, you know, having the attitude, well, we'll see if you can make me smile, quit being a grump and get a smile and, and make someone else smile. Amen? But here's the thing that really got me. She referenced Ephesians 3, and we won't take the time to go there, but she referenced Ephesians 3, and she said, and, and another thing is that when I'm sitting there in the dark and I'm in pain sometimes, she says, she says, I know there's principalities and powers that are watching me, both good and bad. And she said, I want them to know that my God's a good God. So I want to praise God and I want to be happy. <laughs> Knock me off of whatever pedestal I thought I was standing on. She wants to give glory to God in her suffering. And you know what Paul says here? That the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. It's going to be so great, folks, that any little thing we went through in this life is going to look inconsequential. You know what I say this morning? It's going to be all right. He says in verse 19, for the earnest expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. What's he talking about the creature? He's talking about creation. Now, this is interesting because he says, the earnest expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. Uh, there's, there's a sort of, what he's saying is there's a sort of sense of anticipation even within nature. You know, um, if you have any sense about you, you, you like to get out in nature once in a while. It's, it's nice. And boy, the more traffic we get around here, the more I'm, I'm appreciating that. But you ever get out in nature, whether it's at night on a starry night, up in the mountains, or just being in the woods, or, or being by the ocean, or seeing the beautiful mountains, and being away from everything, and, and just getting with nature, there's something therapeutic about that. Do you ever wonder about that? I believe this has something to do with it. The earnest expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. Uh, there is a sort of collective anticipation even within nature. Now, look, don't misunderstand. I'm not, sitting here, I'm not standing here telling you that the deer and the squirrel and the, the elk are all talking to each other. Oh, I can't wait for the rapture. Because, <laughs> you know, when those guys go, everything's going to be great. But according to the scriptures... There's a, just a sort of a collective sense of hope in all of this, even though it's fallen. And what's it waiting for? It's waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Look at verse 20. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of the him that subjected the same in hope. In other words, when man fell, creation fell. Remember that? When man sinned, God cursed what? The earth. He cursed the ground. Folks, I believe before the curse, if you just left the ground alone and, and, and the rain fell on it and the sun shined on it, you'd get beautiful Kentucky bluegrass. And it would grow to a certain height and quit and you never had to cut it. How's that sound? No weeds. No, now, what do you do? You till up the ground, let it rain on and do nothing to it. What are you going to get? Weeds. That's because of the curse. But he says, the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, 
but by reason of him. The same one who put the curse on it subjected the same in hope. Because the creature, look at verse 21, itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. You need proof of that? Hurricanes. You need proof of that? Earthquakes. You need proof of that? Forest fires. The whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. But, but it's going to be delivered from bondage, verse 21, the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. And look what he says in verse 23. And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the spirits, even we ourselves, grown within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to it, that is, the redemption of our body. See, we groan within ourselves as well. I don't care how good it gets in this life. I don't care if you can check every one of your hundred boxes that you wanted to check, and it probably never will happen. But even if you could, guess what? You're still not in heaven. You're still not in heaven. And by the way, if the glass is half full, be happy. You know what the problem is? We're always looking at the half-empty part. Folks, we're not in heaven yet. God did not promise the Christian heaven on earth. How many of us walk around with a spirit of discontent sometimes because everything isn't going the way we want it to go? Folks, the Bible says we groan within ourselves. Why? Because we're not home yet. But we're waiting for the adoption to it. That is the redemption of our body. There's that resurrection body again. There, there's, there's that business about the way we are now is nothing compared to the way we're going to be when we get a resurrected, glorified body. For we are saved by hope, verse 24. But hope that is seen is not hope for what a man seeth. Why doth he yet hope for? But if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. The hope of the resurrection. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. Ah, now here's another kind of infirmity. Not a physical infirmity, but look at this one. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. You ever been there? You ever been in a situation where you didn't even know what to pray for? If you live long enough, you'll get there if you haven't been there yet. All you can, get, all you can do is get down on your knees and just say, Oh, God. If you're like me, you like to uh, pray in a rational, organized manner. Have your list. Go through all the family members. Go through everybody in the church. Go, you know, just all the different little cat pray for everybody. You ever been in a situation where you just didn't even know what to pray for? We want to thank you for joining us today for Treasures of Truth, and it is our hope and prayer that today's program was truly a blessing to you. You've been listening to a message entitled, It's Gonna Be Alright, by Pastor Rick DeMichael. And in this week's lessons, Pastor DeMichael has brought a reminder to the Christian that no matter what you may be going through, God is in control, God loves you, and we have the hope of an eternity with Him. Thanks to the finished work of Jesus Christ, the Christian can pillow their head at night, knowing that no matter how bad this life may seem at times, we have a future of blessed peace and joy with Jesus Christ Himself. But if you don't know for sure that Jesus Christ is your Savior, then we encourage you to contact the offices of Treasure Valley Baptist Church, and we will gladly help in any way we can. And as we mentioned at the beginning of the broadcast, 
If you would like to hear this or other messages by Pastor DeMichael, feel free to visit our website at tvbc.org. That's tvbc.org. And you can also visit our YouTube page or follow us on Facebook for more information. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and we would love for you to come join us in our services, which begin with Sunday school at 9.30, followed by the morning service at 10.45. We also have a Sunday evening service at 5.45, and of course, all of the services have fully staffed nurseries available for young children, as well as interactive and exciting kids programs for all ages, including junior high, high school, and college age groups. And don't forget our Wednesday night service at 7 o'clock, which has the Master's Club program during the school year for the kids, and a Bible study at the same time for the adults over in the main auditorium. We hope to see you soon at Treasure Valley Baptist Church, and may God bless you.